and I want to bring you good news and I pray that this good news will bless you in the name of Jesus still in the series of our growth spiritual growth spiritual growth part three spiritual growth part three by the special grace of God we said growth is incremental you when you are growing it brings increase enlarge your course your size your size will change everything about you will change we also said that growth also is visible when you are growing spiritually the people around you we know that yes something is changing in the life of this individual permit me to say this that a church attendance is not an evidence of growth you coming to church is good you coming to fellowship is good but that is not a proof that you are growing let me also say this the number of years that you have been born again is not also a sign of growth and that is why the bible says when i was a child I used to speak like a child. But when I'm on an adult, so what the Bible is saying is that growth must be consistent. Growth will not stop until when we see Jesus in glory. The moment you stop growing is the day you stop dying. So I need you to understand that the growth, the spiritual growth we are talking about, it's about Jesus Christ being formed in you. And that is why the book of Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. It says, my children in whom I travel until Christ be formed in you. The moment we start to see the transformation and the qualities and the personalities of Christ in you, we know it's a good evidence that you are growing spiritually. When we begin to see the manifestation of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, gentleness meekness peace you show love you follow peace with all men these are the evidence and the proof that you are growing so please understand this fact that spiritual growth has nothing to do with your attendance it has to do with the christ in you the nature of christ how you demonstrate the nature of christ praise the lord today we'll be talking about growth plan now We've heard about the series of teaching about growth. We've talked about what can impede your growth. We've learned about what you need to grow. The question is this, Pastor, how do I grow with all what you have been teaching? And let me just tell you this. Anybody can grow. For as long as you are living, you can grow. There is no man or woman that is limited that cannot grow. I want to understand that when you see pastors and ministers and men of God on the pulpit, ladies and gentlemen, many of them started the way you started. Many of them don't even know the Bible. I give an example of myself. Before I became born again, I'm a nominal Christian. Even when we gave our life, we still take it back. We will surrender our life this year. The next year, we will come for the altar. To rededicate our life. I think I did that for almost five or four years. 
before God took control. But then God, by his grace, knew my heart and my intention. So I want you to tell you that growth is not something that is so special to a particular person. You can grow, I can grow. So don't look the pastors and the ministers up there and say, oh, those are the only people that need the spiritual growth. No. God wants you and I to grow. So I want to talk about what you have to put in place for growth to happen. Let me tell you this. Any farmer that is going to succeed must have a plan. First, the first thing the farmer will do on his head is, where is a good soil? The second thing is this. What fruits do I want to plant? What do I want to harvest? That is number two. The third thing is this. What are the requirements? What do I need? What are the tools? Then the fourth thing is this. When am I going to start? Now, taking all these four things into consideration, all these are the four plants that a farmer must put in place for a harvest to happen. Likewise, we are talking about growth. There must be a growth plan. If you don't have a plan, like we said, growth is intentional. You will keep wishing, you will keep praying. As they say, if wishes were horses, everybody will ride one. Everybody wants to grow. So the question is this, what has been happening in your spiritual life? Why are you not growing? You know why? Many of us are careless. Many of us are discouraged. Many of us don't even understand how to start. Many of us desire to grow, but we don't even know what to do. So today, I'm going to be speaking on the growth plan. What are those things you have to put in place to make a growth, a spiritual growth to happen? Let me say this. Every growth must be intentional. And it must start up with an end in mind. And I need to tell you this. In the book of Proverbs chapter 16, verse 13. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 16, it says, There are no temptations taking you but such. Is that Proverbs 16, 13? No, that's Proverbs 16, 3. Proverbs 16, 13. And Proverbs 24, verse 27. That's talking about growth. So growth must be intentional. Growth must be something that you must desire. Growth is something that can happen. And God wants you to grow. And like I said, I'll be speaking on the growth plan. Why do I want to talk about planning? Planning is very crucial. It's very important. Planning guides us to a right course. Without a plan, you may not arrive at your destination. Even without a plan, you, may, you might have arrived at the destination and you may not even know because there is no plan. But when there is a plan in place, it guides you. It directs you. The plan tells you you are doing the right thing. So that is why you need a growth plan. When you fail to plan, you have already planned to fail. That is what growth is all about. There must be a growth plan. There must be a structure. There must be something in place. Proverbs 24, 27 says... 
Prepare thy work without and make it fit for thyself. In the field and afterward, build what thine own house. There must be a preparation. There must be a starting point, a process, then the destination, a preparation. That is the plan. When you fail to plan, you have planned to fail. If you fail to plan, growth will not be sustained. If you fail to plan, growth will not be achievable. When you fail to plan, growth will not be interesting. It will be so discouraging. When you fail to plan, growth will not be easy. So without adequate growth plan in place, there might be a failure. There might be struggle. There might be discouragement. Many of us will be in distress. Many of us will rise and fall. You will read your Bible today. The next day, you feel tired. You give an excuse. You postpone it the next week. For some people, as Christians and believers, the only time they flip their Bible through is on Sunday morning when the pastor is preaching. But that is not how to grow. Now, let me just tell you a few things. The plan that you have to put in place, the tools you have to put in place for you to grow. Number one, you must be disciplined. Discipline. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. Discipline. Discipline. The book of First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be what? Brought under the power of any. Now, what Paul is trying to tell us is that there are many things around you that can distract you. They are even genuine. There are genuine excuses. There are genuine things you want to do that can hinder your spiritual growth. But Paul is saying that I will not be brought under the power of any. And that is what discipline is all about. What is discipline? It is the quality of being able to behave and walk in a controlled way, which involves obeying a particular rules or standard. It takes discipline to reach your goal, to succeed. When you are disciplined, it helps you to keep your growth in check. It is disciplines that make you to draw a schedule when you want to grow. It is when you are disciplined that you can pray. Listen, why do you eat? You eat because you are hungry. Even when you are not hungry, you eat. The question is this. Then, if you want to grow spiritually, behave as if you are thirsty and you are hungry. You must be disciplined. There must be a schedule. Oh, you make up your mind as a discipline every morning. I will not speak to any living soul until I commit with my creator. That is discipline. Even your spouse. Every morning as I wake up, I will not drink, I will not taste any food until I commit with my creator. I made a vow about 20 years ago and it's still working. Before I say anything to anybody, any living soul, I speak to my God first. That is discipline. And you keep that going. You're disciplined in the place of prayer. 
You are disciplined in the place of studying the word of God. You are also disciplined in church meetings and fellowship. Many a times we said we are disciplined, we want to grow. And you are praying. And with the right eye, you are looking at your phone. The phone is not ringing. It is social media that is distracting. Sometimes the phone is not even the problem. Our mindset is glued to the social media. Every time there is a pop-up, Instagram, Facebook, you just want to check. Even something that doesn't concern you, you want to run through, run through the story, the feed. You run through it with your fingers. I've seen people running through their phone for 30 minutes, one hour, checking the Facebook feeds, checking the Instagram. That is good. But then that shows you are in discipline. You can't be disciplined, be praying, and yet you want to check your phone. You can't be disciplined in the place of study, and yet you want to check, check your social media. Discipline means this morning, this time, this hour, this is what I'm, I'm going to be doing. And you stick to that schedule. Discipline. Discipline. When you are disciplined, there will be no room for distraction. You remember the story of Daniel? Daniel chapter 1. The Bible says concerning Daniel, he proposed in his heart not to defile himself with the king's meat. That is discipline. When others are there eating, you are not others. Others can be others, but you are special like Daniel. So the first thing you have to put in place for growth to occur is uh, discipline. Number two, unfortunately, there is a slide, but the media are having an issue. Number two, consistency. Consistency. You must be consistent. First Corinthians 15, 58. The Bible says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The Bible says, Therefore, my brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, unshakable. Be the same person. Be the one that is doing it every day. Keep doing it every day. Result will come. Consistency. That is what it's all about. Consistency is the rule of the game. Oh, you want to grow? You must be consistent in the place of prayer. You must be consistent in the place of studying. Oh, you don't study this morning and postpone it till next week. No. That is not how to grow. Consistency. Staying the same at different times. It doesn't matter what is going on. The snow is falling. The rain is falling. The sun is shining. Somebody is at the door. But I have no food. I will be consistent. I must study. I must pray. That is what growth is all about. No matter what the people throws at you, you are still the same. You are still standing. You will not be distracted. So you have to be consistent. If it means depriving yourself of pleasure to study, to pray, be consistent. Maintain a schedule every day, daily, every month, yearly. Consistency is the rule of every game if you want to grow spiritually. Number two, number three thing you have to do as your growth plan is you have to be diligent. Diligence. Proverbs 22 verse 29. Diligence. 
The Bible says, See thou a man diligent in his business. He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before men. Men. Diligence. Number three. Diligence. <laughs> Spiritual growth is not for the idle and not for the lazy. My father in the law told me 25 years ago, a lazy man can never serve God. A lazy man don't want to pray. A lazy man doesn't want to study. They give excuse. So if you want to grow spiritually, you must be ready to work hard work. There is a time to plan, but there is a time to put that plan into actions. It requires diligence to achieve growth results. Lazy people can pray. They can fast. They don't spend quality fellowship with God. Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 5 verse 17. John chapter 5 verse 17 said, But Jesus answered them, My father walketh it at and I walk. The fact that I'm the Messiah, I am not immune not to walk. So if Jesus is walking like his father, and you want to grow spiritually, and you are lazy, it shows you have not started. So, growth demands hard work. As I'm speaking to you, I know it's not easy. But you have to challenge yourself. So, I'm throwing this challenge to you. It's an hard work. To study the word of God, the devil will kick against it. It's an hard work. Oh, you set your time to pray. That is the time you want to sleep. It's an hard work. We have declared 63 days fasting. That is the time you have sickness and you have a stomach pain. It's an hard work. Diligence. Diligence. If you want to grow, you must be diligent. Hard work. The number four things you have to put in place for your growth plan is patience. Please. After all I've said, after all I've preached, growth takes time. When you plant a seed, you don't harvest that seed, that fruit, the same seed, the same day. So likewise growth, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 8, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in the spirit is better than what? The proud in the spirit. What is patient? Patience is to wait for the end result of your planning. You remain calm even when the result is not showing. I'm sure you all remember the story of the Chinese bamboo tree. You are not troubled. Oh, you are not moved. You are not in a hurry like others. But things are going on inside of you. But people can't see it. But after a while, we begin to see the manifestation. We begin to see the brother. He begin to show some transformation. But unknown to the brother, there is a spiritual surgery going on inside of him. So that is why when you talk about growth, part of the plan you have to put in place is you have to wait. As you are studying, as you are praying, as you appear before God, there is a time of manifestation. <laughs> Listen, don't be jealous of the pastor. Don't be jealous of the Jew. Don't be jealous of the minister. Don't be in a hurry. They all started somewhere. You're listening to me. So, growth takes time. Give yourself time to grow up. Don't be discouraged. Don't be too hard on yourself. 
You know, we're in our era of the technology now where everything wants to be done in a split of a, a finger. You know, you open your internet, you open your tablet, you open your phone and everything is coming up. That is not growth. Growth is systematic. It's in process. It's in process. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. The Bible says, And let not, not be weary in what? In well-doing. For in due season, in due, when you wait, when you are not in a hurry, we shall reap if we what? If we are not discouraged, if we think not. So there is a time to wait when you desire a spiritual growth. Number five tools you have to put in place for your growth plan. Evaluate yourself. Evaluation. Second Corinthians 13.5. Evaluation. Second The Bible says, let everyone examine yourself, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be what? Republic. Try to evaluate your growth level regularly. Critically examine your life, your lifestyle, your prayer life. How you study for how long? How many times do you appear before God? Your quiet time. When last did you have a quiet time? When last did you go for your retreat? When last did you lock yourself alone in the room? When last did you stay alone with God? Evaluation. If you have been doing that before and you have been getting results and you're no more doing it, evaluate yourself. What are those things that are standing against your growth plan? Take them away. That is what evaluation is all about. So evaluation gives room for improvement. It gives room for improvement. Also, as you evaluate, try to submit yourself to a mentor. You know, try to connect to somebody that can look far, that can, you know, you can share your spiritual knowledge with. Look for somebody you can discuss, you can open up to, you know, a mentor to discuss, to ask questions. That is part of evaluation. Number six, part of your growth plan is that knowledge is key. Knowledge is key. Proverbs 18, 15. Knowledge is key. Knowledge is key. And we are in an era where knowledge is increasing every day. If you search through the internet, you can get free materials for your spiritual growth. You can, you can connect with free tools that will help you to grow. Gone are the days that you have to limit yourself to only the Bible. So knowledge is quite important. It's quite important for your spiritual growth. If you want to grow quicker and faster, be ready to invest your time and your money. I tell many of the things that I learned as a young minister, I was not only limited to the Bible. I was sharing with a young minister that I went to about eight Bible college in Nigeria. Eight. I went to Deeper Life Bible College. I went to Daystar. I did Daystar Level 3. I went to Wolfby Winners Chapel. All right. Then I went to Four Square. Redeemed Christian Church of God. That is five. I went to six. I can't remember the sixth one. Six 
Bible college. I was, go, I was just thirsty. I was just looking. I wasn't a pastor. I wasn't a minister, but I was a young Christian. I was just curious. Knowledge. And guess what? They are not cheap. So, what I know by the special grace of God, apart from the help of the Holy Spirit, were part of what has been invested in me. And I have invested in myself. I went through everything. Oh, there's a minister of God here. Something is happening there. I will go there. The seminars, the conference, ministers. I will travel all the way with my own money to search for knowledge. That is part of sacrifice for spiritual growth. And I never knew God was preparing me to be a pastor for future. So you need to understand that when you are doing things you don't know you are doing, God has seen ahead of you. So that is part of this uh, spiritual plan you have to put in place knowledge knowledge you know listen to podcasts listen to other people's messages and sermon other christian programs that can enhance your spiritual growth stretch yourself no more move more learn more study the word more proverbs 9 9 the bible says in the book of proverbs chapter 9 verse 9 talking about knowledge Practice what you learn immediately. Another thing about knowledge is this. Whatever you learn, immediately practice it. Preach it. Teach it. Call somebody. Tell your wife. Tell your husband. Oh, I saw this in the Bible. What is the meaning? Let's discuss. That is how to grow. The Bible says in Proverbs 9.9, Give instruction to a wise man, he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Then finally, number seven, Growth plans you have to put in place. The last tools is there are three don'ts of growth. The three don'ts of growth. Don't do this. Don't surrender your growth to excuses. Oh, it's because of my wife. She always disturbs me when the baby is crying. No, that is an excuse. I want to study the word. Every time I want to study the word in the morning, my children are disturbing. That is an excuse. Don't give yourself to excuse if you want to grow. Oh, pastor, I want to pray, but I got tired last night. And as I want to pray in the middle of the night, I fell off. That is an excuse. Don't give room for excuse. The number three, don't surrender your growth to tradition. Oh, this is the way the pastor used to do it. And I love the way he's preaching. God might give you another method. In those days, the only thing we rely on is the Bible. But now, if I tell you, if you come into my library, over 300 books, and that is the one you can see, on my phone alone, I have 10,000 books that I have not read. 10,000 on this phone. I have 300 in my library. In those days, it's only in the Bible. So that is tradition. So don't surrender your growth to tradition. This is the way they used to do it. Oh, when you speak in tongues, that is an evidence. That is true. That is an evidence of the Holy Spirit. Oh, you have to do this. That is the way they do it. That is tradition. Don't surrender your growth to tradition. Then don't surrender your growth to discouragement. Don't be discouraged. Don't be too hard on yourself. Growth can happen. There is no superpower, super pastor. They we all started somewhere. You can be better than me. I challenge you today. Take time to sit down. Don't be discouraged. Don't surrender your growth to discouragement. As you follow all this growth plan, 
as you start, as you take a step of faith to follow them, my prayer is that God will give you grace and strength to follow through. You know, one thing about God is that God wants to see the end of everything. So always see the end in mind. Start now. You can do it. I did it. You can do it. Exodus 23, 30. The Bible says, by little, by little. So growth starts little by little. Growth starts little by little. You learn to grow little by little. Prayer today, little by little. Studying the word of God in the morning, little by little. Fellowship with the brethren every week, little by little. And you will get there in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, 